test. Uh, hello, hello. This is your friend Ray, and I just want to ask you if you can find it in your hearts and your wallets to buy a little friend's scooter, little Andy Poo. Uh, buy, buy a T-shirt, okay? They're at sleepwithmepodcast.com shirts. And uh, I know he'll, he'll appreciate it so much. And, and this is your friend Ray saying, the shirts are going to be pretty nice. Little Andy, he loves ATP, Accidental Tech Podcast. And Rob has a podcast. And I think he said another b- b- couple of his buddies on Reddit all uh, make these shirts on this site. And they all said the shirts came out great. So, you know, if you can buy a shirt, that'd be great. It's your friend Ray. I'm going to be wearing a, uh, I, I said, geez, I, I look good in a spaghetti strap. Your friend Ray does. And you might laugh at that, but is it true? You know, after dark, Ray, in a Sleep With Me podcast, Scooter saying there's no uh, spaghetti strap shirts. After dark, Ray after dark, in a spaghetti strap, Sleep With Me shirt. Okay. On to the show. Hey, hey, good evening. Are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing? Trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. I hope I believe you're in the right place. This is Sleep With Me. The podcast that's here to put you to sleep, we do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed turn out the lights and press play we're gonna do the rest and what's the rest you know if you, if you haven't been here before you might be like, what i don't i don't get it is this a guided meditation is this a is this a hypnosis asmr or you know professional story well i say well you're in the general well itunes category list but I would say if you skip reading the description, I'll try to... What I'm going to do, first and foremost, is create a safe place uh, where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain, whatever's racing through your brain, whatever your mind is is crunching, or they say if you're spinning your gears, if you're grinding your gears, if you feel like you're... You say, geez, I don't know, I'm smelling some transmission fluid up here in my brain... Or overthinking, they say I might have a what do they call that thing? A different. I got a problem with my differential. I think. And then another part of you might be. I don't even know what the hell a differential is, but somebody said I got a problem with that. And now I say, I say geez, did I offend to someone a differential, or do I have a, some sort of problem with a differential internally? And now I'm worried about that too. Or maybe you actually have some sort of uh, physical issue that, you know, as soon as things get quiet, that's all you can focus on. But whatever it is, I'm going to try to distract you from all that. I'm going to use a lulling, soothing tone, and I'm going to make a little deal with you here. You don't have to give me, you know, much of your attention. And as soon as you feel like, you say, you know, geez, I just yawned, this guy. He said, I got a sympathetic yawn, and he's not even yawning. And I would say, oh, boy, check it. I'd say, check it. Grab grab, grab the scoreboard, boys. We're, we're looking good here. Uh, but I'd also say, you know, that that's what, that's what we're going to do here. All you have to do is listen. I'm going to try to 
uh, you know, bring in all those other parts of your brain that are racing. Because this is just what I think. I've been doing this podcast a little while. And I'll be straight with you. I'm not a sleep expert, not a mental health expert. I tell moderately, you know, I'm, I, got a, I got moderately interesting, moderately, moder, you know, storytelling down. I'm, I got, I got my, my, I've got moderate skill, you know. I say, geez, hey, what is the highest you can have in Dungeons Dragons? 18. I said, I got all 12s in the story, you know. So I, I'm running a balance to... Yeah, you know, I'm dropping a, you know, they say, geez, he doesn't have an 18 in storytelling, he's got a 12, but I also have a 12 in soothing uh, tones. Also got a 12 in meandering, uh, pointless uh, turnabouts. That's, believe it or not, I also have a 12, 12 in fair play, so turnabouts and fair play to doom. I got, I got a 12, did I mention my 12 in lulling? Because I don't think I did. And I get a armor class, it's a P. They say, geez, I've never seen a P. Usually it's a number. Yeah, it stands for pillowing. Armor class pillowing. It's a, it's a, it's part of the, uh, you know, it's a pending beta alpha, alpha release, uh, fantasy fiction. See, geez, I never knew anybody that did or did fantasy f- fan fiction rule books except for this guy. But I'd say, well, that's kind of fitting for a uh, a boring podcast. And ideally, some of you know, you say, hey, I've heard of that Dungeons and Dragons stuff. Isn't that what it causes a trouble in the... Uh... And I say, no, that's pool. Starts with a P, rhymes with T, that stands for trouble. Or D, that stands for, you know, Dungeons and Dragons. That stands for D, that stands for danger. Or... Or, or something. But that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell a little more formal. Well, geez, formal. That's a little formal for this podcast. But I'm going to tell a little story coming up here. And it'll be like this. I'll say, you know, I'll say, geez, I don't even think I'm done. Because I promised myself, uh, I said, I promised myself, you know, I'd drop a Trader Giotto reference the next time I talked about Dungeons and Dragons. And then I was undoing my uh, flower tortillas, and I said, oh, they got a Trader Jose on there. And I said, I'd like to have a party with you, Trader Jose. A, uh, you know, Trader Giotto, they could be brothers. And, you know, we old backstory. And I said, well, yeah, when I finish up my rule book fiction, fan fiction. And they say, well, what do you do with rule book fan fiction? You change the numbers around? And I'd say elementary, my dear uh, Giotto. And I'd say maybe they're Dungeons and Dragons characters and crime solvers. And of course, their muscles, Hannah Barbarian. She she's the uh, barbarian we've gr- grown to love in obtuse uh, Dungeons and Dragons cartoon related references. But that's it. We're a silly little podcast with uh, uh, run by an odd odd. I'd uh, run by, you know, an odd little man, and I'm just here to distract you and fall asleep. Like, like I said, I'm no expert, but I've suffered from insomnia. And that's, that's one of the things driving me to do this. I said, geez, people listen, it helps them. I thought I'd try this out. I said, geez, I wonder if this would help anybody fall asleep. Well, lo and behold, there's this wonderful sliver of population that this podcast works for. They just happen to be... Uh, wonderfully supportive people. So I said, geez, I think you keep doing it, but the main 
you know, coal in my, uh, you know, why I wear, why, why every night I strap on the pillowing armor and go out into the dark, you know, long dark night and say, Jesus, you know, not every man can, uh, can wear this pillowing armor because it's custom size, custom fit, clearly. And like I said, I have the weird, I have a long trunk, and, and you wouldn't know it looking at me, but I said, geez, he's long in the middle, short of the leg, or, or something like that. I don't know. So, yeah, this pillow, pillow armor is not going to fit anybody else. So, I don't get any ideas, uh, thieves of the world, or what do you call those? Rogues, knaves. But, but I, I can I can understand if if you if it's the first time you can't fall asleep and you're just really, man I just need something to, or you're waking up four or five times a night you need to get back to sleep or it's just an ongoing issue and you kind of feel like nobody can relate to it and a lot of the answers out there now there's some good ones uh, science backed method CBTI I think is the main uh, data driven one that works. But other than that, it's like, geez, that doesn't work for me. I just take four melatonin and two uh, Benadryl. I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to live like that. So, and it, and it just feels like a lot of people say, and I, t- I talk about this a lot lately, but they say, can't get, can't sleep, get over it. They close, have you tried closing your eyes? I mean, that's the kind of stuff I guarantee you people are saying, what would you, I'm sorry. Did you just ask me if I close my eyes when I'm trying to sleep? Oh, boy, this is going to be a charge. Let's hope it's not a uh, first-degree charge with this guy. And they said, well, have you tried deep breaths? Have you tried breathing through your nose? What about through your mouth? You know, my Nana, she breathes through her ears. That helps her fall asleep. Have you tried to say, well, for, for some people, this podcast works. I just want to distract you. And say, well, instead of thinking about all this stuff running through your head, just listen to me. And I'll carry on for a while, long enough, hopefully, for you to drift off. Whenever you feel like it, you know, instead of like, like imagine if to to finish off this Dungeons Adventuring reference. You know, I'm the hand, you know, holding you above, of, of you know, you're hanging over the side of a, a precipice the precipice of long, dark night, long, dark, sleepless night. And I'm holding on to your hand, but, but, but in reality, the situation's flipped here because below you is a pudding-like substance. And I just have to slowly let you slip. Like the, your your brain is saying, grip onto this guy. We can't let go. We can't let go. But as I talk, you slip slowly from my grip. And soon you'll be plummeting into your own, you know, something that's so much better than pillowy armor because it's like a, a non-sticky pudding, sleep pudding we call it in the, uh, you know, well, when I'm trying to do the mock-ups, you know, I say, well, sleep pudding. And Nana says, they'll never buy that, sleep pudding. And I say, would you eat it though, Nana? And she'd say, no. I say, it's chamomile, peppermint. And then she didn't say anything back to me, so I said, I wrote that down. I said, note, Nana did not talk back. Chamomile and peppermint pudding. But anyway, that's the podcast. If this is your first time here, this is a dose of what you get. Little, I feel like I'm a little, little, little slower pace right now. But that's it. I'm glad you're here, and I hope I help you fall asleep.
Okay, hey everybody, uh, a little housekeeping. If you, if you need to get a hold of us on the web or find us, we're at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Older episodes are there, all the way back to episode one. Uh, what else? I just went blank. Oh, you can comment on the website. You can uh, also get a hold of us feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. I think you you need a dot com when you email people, right? Gmail dot com, yeah. So sleep with me podcast feedback at sleep with me podcast dot com. You can also get us on Facebook and Twitter. That's where we post the bloopers, both of those places. So you're gonna hear uh you say, Jesus podcast is strange. Well you should see what you should see the pe you check out the bloopers. Uh what else? Oh, uh, if you if you want a little a little more sharing, a little more caring, and you know for the internet, sli- slightly more privacy, which is like uh, where you're not buck naked. You say, "Geez, well, I'm just in my underwear over here." We got a Facebook group, but you don't have you can be in your underwear, but no one can see you. And say, you know, ideally, if you want to be seen, probably another Facebook group if you want to be seen in your underwear, not this one. Anyway, so no worries. You're protected by our wonderful moderators, Alexandra and Laura, at our Facebook group, uh, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods. It's a closed group. I'm being facetious partially, but it's, it's you know, the Internet use. I say some people, maybe they want a more pri- slightly more private place to share, and you can talk about what's, you know, sleep ideas, and stuff, Alexandra keeps me, you know, and I said, luckily my mom hasn't brought it up in conversation, but mom, I know you're on there. Uh, so mom, okay, I better move on. So that's how to get a hold of us. It's a Facebook group, thanks to our moderators. Uh, shirts are still for sale. Uh, they'll be for sale for about a, a little bit over a week from when you're hearing this. Yeah, the shirts are real good, real nice quality, and and if you have a chance, then you can get one. That'd be great. But even greater and free is to call into our Sleeper Summer Hotline. The Sleep With Me Sleeper Summer Hotline. Say that fast. 318-475-3379. It says 318-4-SLEEPY. And ideally, I'll record a message today, but I don't think I don't think anyone's called. I've called it a few times, even though I didn't trying to record the message. But call that, you know, call call and leave any kind of message. But if you if you if you, what I'm looking for to put on the show maybe, is somebody somebody that encouraged or inspired you to start a project or get one done, or something, you know, whatever whatever else. Well, we also have a Goodreads group on uh, over there. Last time I checked out, you know, I think I'm the only member. And I said, geez, you know, it's not the first time. But uh, I started reading a new book two nights ago. And I'll have it on there. I said, geez, what's Scooter reading right now? And I'd say I'm enjoying it so far, actually. I, I, you know, I said I stayed up a little bit later than normal reading because I said I'm enjoying this book. A little bit of a summer read. And I don't know how long it is. I'm, my fingers are crossed. I knew nothing about it. Someone, uh, I think someone either asked me to buy it or it was on sale or so, something. Somebody said, or said, hey, you should buy this. 
What do you, I said, I hope it's not a series. Like, I hope I don't get to the end and it's a cliffhanger and then the book hasn't been written. Hopefully it's a self-contained book, but I don't know. Kind of like what I love about Game of Thrones. I don't know what's going to happen. But yeah, if you want to read, if that's one of your sleeper summer goals, come on over to Goodreads. It's a Goodreads group. I don't know. This is my And this is my first time, you know, actually using Goodreads. Well, I haven't started using it. I just made the group, but ideally... Uh, we got a newsletter, sleepmovepodcast.com slash newsletter. And then more housekeeping is that, uh, so Sunday night our new show is going to come out. And it's going to be a sleeper summer project. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm going to, you know, so, 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 you know, change, and I'm not, I'm not trying, I said change isn't easy. So it might be a little bit of a rocky road. So maybe have a backup episode ready to go. Say, geez, you know, just in case. And we had some technical difficulties Tuesday, which never happened before this particular kind. So hopefully we'll avoid that. And one way we're going to avoid it is, you know, the thing is I'm under the gun always. Like I'm recording this uh, thank yous Thursday morning for the Thursday episode before I go to work. The rest of the episode's recorded. But so next week, so we also have, not only do we have the new Sunday series, but we have a new serial series starting. And so next week I'm going to rerun the episode where we first met this character, kind of a pilot episode. I've listened to it about, as I've been writing, about 11 times. So just say, geez, uh, okay, so this will be, and this will give me an extra week, like I'll still, like a, a week buffer with the serial series, so... Ideally, I'll record it next week like it was going to come out next week, but it'll come out in two weeks. Uh, But this isn't an episode I've ever heard anyone comment on, and it's a character that I just couldn't shake. Even before this episode came out, I couldn't stop thinking about her. And she deserves her own series, in my opinion. And she's, she's got it. So that'll be coming out. So next week will be a repeat, but it's one I, I don't think a lot of people have heard. And it's an older repeat. October 2014. So, that, so that'll so that be, and then the new series will come out starring her uh, after that. So that'd be a little bit, you'll say, oh, now I know who the character is. But oh boy, the adventure she's going to be on. If you predict that, I, I, you know, I, I don't, okay. Uh, Game of Drones feed. I, I, I heard from somebody this week, they said, I'm going to try to have... Uh, stuff in the feeds, it's going to be uh, older stuff remixed. And I can't, you know, I'm going to try to have stuff in there on Sunday. But I'm really under, uh, like I'm, I'm maxed out on time on the podcast. So if it's not there, I apologize. What I'm going to try to do is start at season one and uh, go through season one, like two episodes at a time, just the episode. So hopefully that'll give you something to fall asleep to if you only like sleeping at Game of Thrones, Game of Drones stuff. Uh, but I can't do any new stuff. One, I'm I'm a little bit Game of Thrones. I love Game of Thrones, but, I, you know, I need a break from Game of Drones. And two, I, I just don't, I would love to do four or five podcasts, but I just don't, I, I, can, I, can, I can, can barely keep up with the three. So everybody's patience, I, you know, I, I appreciate. But if you're feeling impatient, don't be afraid or worried to send me feedback. But just know 
you know, I, I'm I'm aware that especially with sleep, you know, these changes could be a little bit rocky and take some adjustment. Uh, but that doesn't mean it has to be easy, or you can't get irritated with me. It's fine. I understand. We're humans. Uh, make sure to check the show notes for this episode because the funders from down under. Uh, Harrison, not only does he have his podcast, but he has a YouTube thing going. And then Tom, these are the funders from down under, Australian comedians, great guys. So Tom has a podcast. I haven't, I haven't, I've listened to Harrison's, but not the latest couple of latest episodes, that comedy podcast. And then Tom has a podcast. I don't even want to say the name of it because it's, it's so funny. Was it... Yeah, just check it out. It'll be in the show notes. And I haven't listened to it, so probably I'll talk about it. But it sounds, it, it's it's titillating me. I mean, not in a sexual titillation. But it's a, geez, that sounds interesting and funny. And then Harrison also has a YouTube series that I have not checked out. So uh, you guys should check them out, and I'll check them out too. The funders from down underneath our support always. Uh, thank you. I want to thank Chris Posty, Poster Center, does our music over at soundslikeanearful.com. Scotty and Jennifer, who do our iconic artwork and are helping with the shirts. Uh, Becky for her email. Ahab's wife for hers. Miss M. Anna uh, for her, her her real nice email. Brandon for his, his, his emails, his support. Fox for, for the emails. Uh, over on Facebook, we got some new, 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 new people coming in. Uh, Christopher C, Bessier, Connor M, all showing some new support. Or, or say, geez, I haven't heard, heard those names before. And then you know, great supporters like Bernadette J, Sally M, Julie C, Kimberly, Jennifer B, Kelly H, Michelle B, Kathy C, Stella W. Uh, coming in, blast from the past. Say Stella said, we miss you, Stella. Over on Twitter, Libby, Swaroop was concerned about the drones, so I hope I've... Uh, but you go ahead and email me, too, if you want to talk more about it. Chicago Girl sent me a nice coffee cup image. So I don't know if I could drink the coffee out of that because I'd be uh, kissing the cup. Stephanie C., Tawny, Eli, Chris D., Silvertones on tour, waiting to get that info. Words are birds, Grizz Chick, Katie, Sharon, and Stephanie sees another blast from the past. We haven't heard from her in a little while. Good to have her back. Uh, thank you for everybody who gave uh, iTunes reviews, uh, stars. And nobody wrote, wrote any of you reviews, but I know we got some new stars. So thank you for that. And on to the show. The evidence for the prediction of the negative association of work engagement with interruptions was not supported. In fact, intrusions were positively predictive of workplace absorption. Interruptions were not found to provide incremental predictive validity for strain outcomes above and beyond other stressor measures. This means that the variance accounted for by other stressor measures, was not significantly built upon by the addition of WHIM subscales, except in the case of discrepancy detections, predicting unique variants in physical and cognitive burnout. 
the addition of these incremental steps towards understanding workplace strain outcomes is an important addition to literature on workplace stressors as it impl- provides important opportunities for future research and potential interventions to reduce workplace strain on employees. Oh, hey, guys, I'm just in the middle of something here. It's weird because this isn't spo- time has fluxed a little bit, so I'm in the middle of reading something to Aberdeen. And I'm going to finish it. This is a... Uh, uh, this is written by, well, I'll cover it, but this is by Glittering Insanity, or, or Stacy B, which you'll know about later because time's all fluxed out. And uh, but, but I'll get to this, but then you'll probably run into this part again. W- weird stuff, but I'll be whispering, so it'll be okay. Uh, my prediction that breaks would be negative related to workplace strain outcomes was not supported. Breaks were not negatively related to any of the proposed outcomes. In two cases, cognitive and emotional burnout breaks were significantly correlated with strain outcomes in the opposite of the predicted direction. Overall, I found support for my predictions for the associations between subscales of intrusions, distractions, and discrepancy detections and other stressors and strain outcome measures. However, I failed to support find support for the prediction that higher scores for breaks would have the opposite effect the demand interruptions had, and they would reduce strain. Frequent breaks do not appear to be associated with other stressors or with strain outcomes conclusions. Conclusions. Interruptions are becoming increasingly more commonplace in the modern work environment, particularly with the rise of the open plan offices and job tasks that are more collaborative. Interruptions were divided into four categories by Jet and George. Intrusions, distractions, discrepancy detections, and breaks. My measure provided evidence for the validity of these four types of workplace interruptions to workflow across a diverse sample of participants and occupations. Items for this measure. Items for this measure were designed to be generalizable to many work environments. The WHIM is a measure for the frequency of interruptions is an important step in identifying highly interrupted workplace, highly interrupted employees and occupations. Furthermore, I have conceptualized interruptions as stressors within workplace environments and found supportive evidence for their deleterious effect on employee well-being. Future research should utilize this measure to continue to establish interruptions among a network of other workplace stressor. Future experimental designs could also utilize a measure to determine whether an interruption reducing intervention is effective in both reducing the frequency of interruptions and reducing their associated strain outcomes. Given the proliferation of open office workspace environments in the modern workplace, the WHIM is a valuable tool for occupational health researchers and practitioners. All right, guys, it's me. Keep asleep now. This me reading uh, to go see his from Stacy B. But now I'm 
I'm with you. This is ahead of time. Later, I'll be reading that again or the same thing. Yeah, the reason I'm whispering is good to see you all. I don't know why I did the intros and the housekeeping probably first before this. And then I think I, I did, I don't know, like what happened was I'll go straight to the action. I think I cover the buildup into the action. There's something going on with the flux. Okay, I'm, I, I mess, I'm, mess, I'm messing around on the edge of the... Uh, um. What is that called? Transverse plane. Because I said, I, 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 you know, I won't explain my motivations, but I said I got to figure out a way to deal with uh, Aberdeen's curse, right? And I was too, I said, well, Jesus, it's a two for one curse. You know, I break, I, I got to sub somebody else with their curse, I think. And so I found someone, and unfortunately, you know, I said it was close to the transverse plane. And I, I, I found this person, and I can't talk about it right now. You'll, you'll learn in the upcoming weeks. Uh, but it's been a friendship. I've kind of been keeping, as I said, compartment. And I said, I've been compartmentalizing things that have been happening. And I said, geez, like, yeah, I know this transverse plane. And the bed and breakfast out there on the edge is usually for podcasts. You know, I say work there, and then I use that material on podcasts. But I met somebody out there, and I don't know, you know, but but I, we became kind of struck up a friendship. And at some point, this I kept I kept that compartmentalized Aberdeen stuff, but it was eating away at me. And it happened to strike up a friendship with someone that was cursed. And I said, "Geez, they didn't use the word cursed, but clearly Aberdeen's spells broken. I know that now uh, because I'm I watched myself." Bring him down, and I checked, and he was celebrating with his mother and his brothers, and it was touching. But I said, I think I said it was Jesus. I, I might have done a three for one curse, so that's why I'm having trouble with the time. I think I'm on like some sort of time slippage. I'm not positive. It just might seem that way. And it probably, I don't think it's going to affect the podcast because I said, I made, so I made a deal. I took on a curse. And I said, because I was saying, geez, how am I going to manage? You know, sometimes when you need something, it comes along. And sometimes, but sometimes also bad. You need something, and it's a bad idea, and it comes along. But I said, if I go to the transverse plane to deal with a curse, I won't lose any time here in the normal world. And then I said, she says, this person's already, I kind of know this person. They're cur-. And I said, well, they're not exactly cursed, but they, something similar. I said, like the bear, they're banned. And, try, you know, we'll get into it. It's, it's, uh, but in order to free them, I had to agree to go with them. That's how they can, only way they can cross over the transverse plane. They were not returning to the world they were banned from. 
But I think part of their banning was they couldn't get back. I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand all of it. Probably shouldn't have, but I said good intent. Mocking about in time-space continuum. When you're trying to help this poor guy out, he's been wanting to see his mother, my mother, my brother, my brother, my brother. So they've been, you know, I've had years of decades, decades of adventures, and I just want to see my mother. My, I thought we were friends. You know, we just need to take on a curse. I don't, you know, I took on a curse. And it was a, so not only did I feel guilt and stuff, but I felt bad for him. I wanted him. I said, well, how old's his mom? You know, I want him to have his mother's embrace, his brother's embrace. Share the tears of joy. I guess this is front low to you, man. Say, but gee, Scooter, you're giving it all away. But I think it'll make less sense as, you know, the closer you get to sleep. Uh, I guess I see you. And I said, uh, like, uh, I'm caught. I don't know if I'm, but I think every, everything's going to be fine. That's what my message and the thing is, I think all this stuff that's going to happen on the transverse plane is going to make good material for the podcast. I'm positive. I'm counting on it weekly updates from the transverse plane. So just stick with me. I, I said, I'm going to set up the episode. And, uh, and I said, geez, was, and I'm still not sure. I think I got some sort of. You know, flux capacitation, vavu. No, that's deja vu. I think I got deja amnesia. Amnesia. Like a combination of amnesia and deja vu. So, uh, but Aberdeen's with his family now. His mother, his brother, um, Nana Ginger. And he, he sees Kuhan, and, and I, I, I've... I said, don't don't start sending me emails about heroism or anything like that, or he, here, or how the proper pronunciations. But just stick with me. I'm whispering because another part of me, I think, in a parable, is, is trying to put Aberdeen to sleep, even though he's already sleeping with his family. All right. So, she's. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm making she used. I mean, that's not, and I'm also confused at the present moment. But good news for for the part of me that you're about to hear. Well, I think he knew about it. But maybe there's a good news for Aberdeen. Well, he knows about it. Good news for you guys that identified with Aberdeen. Because his, his reunion is taking place. And I guess maybe I'm just talking because I'm worried. I said, geez, what was I thinking agreeing to the take on this task. And then Jesus, I said, well, is it, did I mess something up with this? Because I said, oh, wait a second, there's a third curse in there, if you think about it. And I said, is that one too many? Is that going to come back? But, but I said, well, I, I get to edit this episode. So I said, geez, I'll be, you know, uncover. I said, well, it'll make more sense when I edit it, I think. So I hope you're asleep, and, and, and uh, I hope you're good. I, I'm doing, I feel pretty good right now. I got that warm feeling, looking through the steamed glass. It's weird, because this isn't normally what we talk about at the end of the episode, but Aberdeen, I said, geez, are they going to... I didn't stay around long. I said, geez, I wonder if they're going to change their use of teacups and teapots, you know? And then what would they replace it with? Because they say rocks. I mean, you can't use rocks. 
I said, I, I've got to put that on the list to ask Aberdeen when I see him again. Well, I don't know. He might want to, you know, say, Jesus, it's too, too much. Sometimes you give someone something too, too much. You know, he said, Jesus, you know, you don't have to be gratitude. It wasn't, maybe he wouldn't be. He'd just be like, oh, yeah. Or he'd say, Nana Ginger, take, take this man out back. He said he was my friend, but he, he left me hanging for two or three weeks, wondering if I'd ever see me. My mother and my brothers again. But I guess I have his voice to his voice really puts me at ease. I'm not kidding. He says he's kinda of like in his and I'm not even trying to be funny, he's like a boring version of uh Liam Neeson. Or more stodgy. I said, geez, I guess they're more in the, in England, proper England, they're stodgy. And in Scotland they might say, We're not stodgy over here. I'm not a stodgy man, I'm a joke cracker. I'm a professional joke cracker, my friend. Not stodgy one bit. And they say, well, don't worry, Aberdeen, because I'm just afraid. Aberdeen, if you knew what was happening, your brain would melt anyway. So, all right, uh, so, uh, I'm going to throw it to myself here. In the fu- in the future, I don't know, I got a uh, hardcore case of amnesia. There you go, Damnesia. Oh, what's that, Scooter? What amnesia and deja vu with a little bit of vulgarity in there. Got some fucking damnesia. I'm all fucked up. Sorry, Laura, I didn't mean for you to hear, to hear that, but I'm fucking screwed, I think. I mean, seriously, I took on this curse. I'm like, I wish I could tell my son. He said, oh, boy. I mean, if you guys said, well, we'll say, well, it'll be fine. Don't worry. But, yeah, this amnesia is a trip. I said, jeez could probably sell this. Well, maybe I could do that. Well, some damnesia. Yeah, you want to take some damnesia, boys? Oh, young ladies, would you like to purchase some damnesia from a strange man? All right, so I'm going to throw it to myself. But I'll be back. Uh, uh, the thesis part may be back, I think. Or maybe, and I just I hope I'm not stuck in a loop. Some sort of strange loop, but, but I don't think... Oh, good, I extricate myself from the podcast. Well, that would be weird. You guys would be like, where the hell's Scooter? They'd be like, well, Jesus, this, I downloaded that episode. It's still playing. And then they maybe I'd be on CNN, and then they'd say, yeah, productivity is down by point zero 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 four percent because uh, everybody who listens to that podcast is stuck in some sort of strange... Uh, Flux capacitation, damnesia. Or you could say, yeah, it's just, just down because people keep saying damnesia. Where's that paper bill? Damn, damnesia, this thing, boss. I don't have any clue. I'm sorry, what? Well, go talk to my doctor. Yeah, doctor's note. Case of amnesia. The darndest thing. It was a, a butterfly waves its wings. My brain goes haywire. All right, so I'll throw it to myself. All right, guys, I'll see you. uh, Something, I don't know. All right, here's uh, Scooter. Uh, Hey, everybody, it's uh, Scooter. I'm using my uh, quiet voice. I don't know how this is going to go. I just got uh, Aberdeen to sleep. And it's a a long story. I figured I'd fill you in on uh, why why I'm using this quiet voice. Instead of my normal voice, but I, you know, I said, well, I said, well, I can't, I don't want to wake him up because, uh, 
Well, I have a surprise for him. I said, Jesus, what is it? Surprise week on the Sleep With Me podcast? I thought that was a couple weeks ago with the, the, the tea stuff. And I don't, I mean, well, some more in the stories, stories, surprising stories, stories with surprises. I didn't realize that it would be two surprises in the stories this week, honestly. But yeah, I got, I got Aberdeen asleep. I got a, he's in a deep, deep sleep. Got possibly tea induced with a touch of magic in there. But I, I guess I should back up, or I guess I'll probably meander my way to why he's asleep and what I'm doing. Like, it all started... Well, it all started when I met Aberdeen, and then I've been hearing his stories. And I didn't intend to... say, Jesus, well, geez, Scooter's really empathetic. No, this is more... Scooter's really got that empathy going, that compassion for Aberdeen. And I wish I could say, I said, geez, no, I wish I... That's the case of shame, honestly. That's been... Sorry. I said shame loud. Because as soon as Nana heard shame, she said, when, when, okay, shame. And then she opened the door. She said, uh, so, it's just a natural reaction. They said, oh, shame, Daniel. But, uh, well, yeah, I'm not, I guess it's, it's, maybe I'm on a journey of self-discovery. But that whole, when I was editing the podcast, even maybe when I said it to Aberdeen, I said I was confronted with my own... He said, I don't know if shortcomings is the right word, but he said, hey, you think we could be friends? And, and you know, I, Aberdeen's got his own self-interest, but re- relatably so. He's been stuck uh, at some sort of ancient, and I don't want to use the word druid, because I said, geez, I'm not sure I got a grip on this universe. And the uh, Scottish Society of Mythology has made me a wanted man within... You know, so it means any small conference rooms or, you know, they said, geez, they said, we're working on a white paper about you. And I said, well, that's nice. And they said, no, it's bad. And they said, well, wouldn't that be like a gray paper or, or you know, all or nothing? I said, well, I guess a white paper is all or nothing. And they said, no, it's a term. And then that's when they said, you know, in addition to this, we, 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 you don't exist. And I said, okay, well, I'm saying, fine. Uh, but my problems with mythologists and stuff aside, I said, uh, it was really, uh, I said, man, I, he said, oh, geez, we're friends, huh? And I said, hey, I think we're becoming friends. He said, well, friends do stuff for each other. Do you think you could take, you know, lift this curse from me? And, you know, help, help you know, I you know, spent my whole life wanting to meet my mom and my brothers. And they were just, you know, century, or not century, well, maybe century, I don't know, decades. Decades have gone by. And, uh, you know, they've been trapped in some sort of ceramic, self-imposed protective prison curse situation. And again, they say, Jesus, the Scottish, they say, there's no such, what Scott, you know, what in the name of Scotland, who, who do you think you are? And they said, how did you get my address? And what a fine paisley dress you have on, sir. And then the guy threw iced tea in my face and left. And if it wasn't for the back, you know, the back of his tweed coat, 
I said, I'd like to join this Scottish Society mythologist because, uh, you know, there's a certain, you know, those tweed coats that have the elbow patches. Uh, well, one, okay, uh, one aside, uh, Willy Wonka could use some elbow patches because he was always putting his elbows down for some, uh, he wasn't an active listener. He was a joyous listener, Willy Wonka, sometimes, especially the meme. You know, where he's like, uh, oh, or whatever. I don't even know. I'm not good at paraphrasing memes. But, he, he, you know, he, he said he could use it. Seems like he had his elbows down a lot. I'm talking about, um, I said, she's, I found myself going down the Great Wonka Debate Road, but I'm talking about Wilder Wonka, not uh, a Depp Wonka. I don't have a Total Recall, a Depp Wonka. I guess it's not Total Recall anyway. It's like... Uh, False, close to reality, false recall of Wilder, but not of uh, Depp. You know, and, and, and oh yeah, I got no no Wilder Depp Corporation. I heard from multiple, you know, estates and things about that. But I said with this Aberdeen, he said, hey, do you think you could take this curse out for me so I could see my family? And I said, uh, I'll think about it or something. I said, anyway, let's move on. And I'll be, you know, I got to be honest with you. I said, geez, part of me was like, forgot. And then I reheard it and it cringed. And then, but then I said, well, there's no way in hell I'm, I'm taking on a curse for a, a strange Scottish figure. And I said, geez, he lives in some sort of spiritual realm anyway. Can't he get some sort of spirit-based help? And then I, last week I said, well, maybe, maybe I'll find a rube. I don't know what rube means. Is that pejorative? But I said, maybe I'll find a mark. And I said, you know, and, and I went into the... Oh, I just, I don't know. I don't know how the hell I got to that Wild West place. It wasn't very wild. I guess if we ever did a, a proper Western on here, it'd be the Mild West anyway. But but I was driven by shame and guilt. I said, well, geez, maybe I should find an innocent victim and, for you know, trick them into taking on Aberdeen's curse. But then I ran into that kid, and I had to tell him a bedtime story because he was on that bender. And I said, I said, well, maybe I, maybe I've, I've lost my way. I lose, I lost, I, I was, lo I lost my way with Aberdeen, and then try to resolve my shame of that situation. I lost my way, and then and I said, I said, well, she said, it's part of, part of. Uh, Part of being Scooter, lost along the way. I think there's a song lost along the way. And then I said to myself, well, not everybody can know what the hell they're doing. Let's not, let's not be too hard on ourselves. We still have a chance to make this right. And so I said, well, I said, geez. And then I tried to process this whole, because I guess it, for those of you that haven't heard of the other episodes, basically there's a Scottish dude. And he was in some war-torn spiritual, or spirit, spirit, not religious spirit, what is it, spirit realm, some sort of Scotland, like a multiverse Scotland, or ancient, I don't know, either, because, you know, I've been banned from the, you know, mythological, Scottish mythological, I've been banned from the Scottish mythological archives and all libraries in Scotland. I said, that's good. I said, well, she said, I don't really have the money to get to Scotland anyway. Sounds great. But so there's this Scottish guy, Aberdeen. He lived in this war-torn world where uh, demigods and gods were fighting. 
his his dad perished in the war, you know, some sort of Highlands, Lowlands beef. But the dictator, King, you know, King, who was invading from the Highlands to the Lowlands, wanted Aberdeen's mom as his prize or some such. She said no, you know, and as a matter of fact, most of us here, we're not going to be your your pawns or your playthings or your victims. And she was a sorcerer. She cast some spell that turned her and her two boys into teapot, a teapot and two teacups. Somehow Aberdeen was born into the world at that time because he was uh, in her womb before that. But I, and I, but she said, I'm not a doctor, you know, I can't get into that. And again, the spe- I said, well, geez, would you guys have doctors or is that, you know, like a, is that like a guru? He said, what, is it, what are those called? Like a guru? A wise wise person? I said, an elder? A midwife? Uh, so so he, then Aberdeen set on this whole quest after he reached age 18 or something to free his mom and his brother, brother from this uh, ceramic prison. I think his mom had to use some sort of curse to get them in the imprisoned. And the dude didn't even know they were a teapot and teacups. I mean, who would think, oh, that's a protective, cursed prisoner? And I don't know if it's a prison if you put yourself in there, but I guess in some sense a teapot-based safe room or teacup in the, her son's case. But he went on this whole adventure to free them. He got actually thrown in a dungeon, got out of the dungeon, dealt with the daughter of the original dictator king, had to wake a bear that somehow, you know, this is this is your type, your myth type, myth material, so it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And then the bear's growl or yell would have freed the mother and the brothers, but the cost of freeing them was the way he woke the bear, he would take out a curse and be stuck doing that, which he'd use jokes to make people laugh, which woke the bear up. But then he ended up, in, I guess this is a more, you know, uh, what do you call that? I don't know, secular when you're religious or non-religious, but secular-based humor. Well, I said, no, because it's not a formal religion. And I'm overusing the word spirit world, but some sort of spirit world-based comedy where there's a lot of uh, physical craft. So he became a joke cracker. And again, I wasn't allowed to watch. He's, you know, they said probably... The Scottish gods had a vote. They said, keep, you know, we've heard from the gods of Westeros, keep this guy out of our, uh, you know, cosmic material. And they said, whoa, if I could get some of that cosmic material, maybe my jokes would, uh... and they said, no. And then, so the best I can understand, I don't, is, uh... but then I said, so I've been replaying this in my mind again and again and again, because I was there. And I was like, in my retellings of this, did I miss any important details? Because I said, a curse for a curse. So Aberdeen freed his mom and his brothers from a curse. He took on a curse. So essentially he needs me to take on a curse for him. And I said, what a sucky world to live in. But then I said, well, he had to wake this bear up who was asleep. And I think... Because as he said, Jesus, my memory of the love story, the dragon love story. But I said, isn't the bear one of the cursed dragons? Or one of the dragons? And I said, so is it like you break two curses 
And they said, these, these, these Scottish gods are brilliant. They said, okay, they're trying to, this is actually like a reverse curse reduction pyramid scheme, I think. Because they're saying, okay, you get rid of two curses. You take out one curse for two, two it's a two-for-one deal. Uh, like you take on two curses, you, 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 you're one, Aberdeen's one curse, got rid of two curses, I think, I'm pretty sure, which is brave. And he didn't even, he said, well, maybe he knew, or maybe he says, probably when you're doing this kind of heroic stuff, it's better, one, you're not aware of it, you're just heroic. Two, probably shouldn't be doing it out of shame or guilt, but you know, what are we going to do? I'm, 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 I'm saying, well, this poor guy. And, you know, as we all travel down the road of self, how we view ourselves, and not very accurate, and not always that pretty. Like we said about the teens at some point last week, these teens that thought they were great people, but they, you know, they couldn't get along with anybody. They just were busy pushing everybody around. When they became adults, they said, oh, my life's great. I, you know, everybody loves me. Everybody loves being in relationships with me. And, you know, I'm I'm a 90% happy. But then everyone they dealt with said, this person's a maniac. I'm like 10% happy dealing with this person. So I'm like, well, maybe I'm not, you know, I said, geez, I'm not a hero. I'm not a, maybe, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm a good person. But I but say, geez, well, it's not, but, but maybe I'm not seeing the whole picture. Like back in the tsunami sofa, I try to say, hey, you don't see the whole picture, buddy. But I guess in this situation, I said, well, let me not let my analysis, my over-analysis, my over-personalization of things or whatever, you know, freeze me from action. Can I find a way to help and make this situation better? Can I really help Aberdeen? Whether it's out of guilt or shame. Or also, I mean, I guess it's a cure. I'm like, what the hell's going on over here? And, you know, is this a world's collide situation? Can I, they said curses in, in, in modern-day America, probably I'd rather avoid most of those because I said, geez, it's probably some sort of money-making scheme. Because yeah, I did go to a couple, I said, yeah, geez, I Googled decursors. And they said, well, geez, I spelled it I said, which, which cursor is it? And I said, cursory glance. And then, you know, the, you know, I got vocab, you know, vocabulary sidetrack. But, but so to get back in track, I say, geez, can I really help this Aberdeen somehow? Can I find a way? And they said, well, where the hell does somebody find a curse to take on? And two, I got other, other stuff going on. Like I have a daughter, I have a job, I have a podcast, I have a dog. Oh, boy, I can't even fill up one hand. I got four. I said, well, I got bills. That's five. Okay. So I got a lot, you know, I got a handful of commitments. And I probably got other one. you know. Uh, I said, well, geez, I got, yeah, maybe I got a couple other commitments. But and then I said, geez, is there any convenient, you know, con- curses of convenience? And I, and, uh, and I said, well, maybe, so I was trying to figure this all out. But maybe she, she, I got Aberdeen here asleep. I think maybe I should explain to you how I got him to sleep. Because the curse is, I said, geez, that's more, the curse stuff is so hazy. And I'm still trying to make sense of it uh, as I move forward. So 
uh, let me let me take take you back in time here to uh, you know, about not that long ago when I was trying, and I said, "Oh, geez, is this irony? I'm trying to get uh, or something." And then I said, "Maybe I'm on to something because Aberdeen had to wake the bear, and I'm, I'm having to get Aberdeen to sleep to, to su- surprise him." I mean, mostly to avoid any, uh, you know, uh, intimacy or about, you know, say, geez, if I do something nice for him, I don't want him hugging me or thanking me or looking me in the eye or, you know, I don't want any positive attention from him. But I said, geez, so let's see. But then I said, uh, now I'm like wondering as I'm telling you this. I said, I hope I didn't put him in some sort of deep hibernation like that bear. Pretty sure I didn't. But, uh. So it wasn't that long ago okay. that it came across. Let me, let me. Sorry, I, I had to be quiet there for a minute because I thought uh, I, I was like, everything, but he was awake. I said, I said, geez, I wish I had a, uh, what if I can't get uh, Aberdeen to sleep? I said, well, oh yeah, what it, like Aberdeen. And I said, well, maybe a listener could help me. And I, because I said, oh, I remember. And then quickly, luckily I had printed this out and I kept it rolled up on a special scroll. Uh, but I remember Stacy, uh, gl- Glittering Insanity, our buddy, had uh, sent me, well, I said, Aberdeen. Uh, and he said, are you listening? So I said, Aberdeen, cl- close your eyes. Let me try this. Workplace hassles from interruption measure. Stacy B. is he says submitted to the graduate school. Impartial fulfillment of requirements for a master's in our, of arts of the Department of Social Industrial Organizational Psychology. Uh, workplace place interruptions are highly prevalent. Aberdeen imposes a significant problem. For both employees and organizations, an interruption is defined as an aspect of the work environment that delays a task. That would, this reminds me of me. That would be otherwise completed and subsequently may impact employees' health and productivity. One self-report survey suggests that office workers spend an average of two hours per work down on planned tasks. Uh, new technologies offer sources of interruptions for employees, new ones. They often have alerts that signal users when new information is received in real time. Hence, and everybody don't say anything, just don't ask any questions. I know you might not be able to understand any of this. Accordingly, as employees are more frequently interrupted, uh, perceptions of interrupt work environment may increase. increase. Uh, stress resulting from prevalence of perceived workplace interruptions may pose a serious economic threat to organizations. Employers pay up to 75% of employee health care costs, and strain predicts a higher utilization of health care services. In this way, taking measures to assess the perceived frequency of workplace interruptions may be helpful for developing effective strategies for reducing employee strain. Uh, moreover, each interruption halts work on the current project and gives the employee less available time to complete the project.
The closer the interruption occurs to a deadline, the more strain the employee may feel when interrupted. Thus, a measure to access the perceived frequency of workplace interruptions may be a key to developing a strict effective strategies for reducing employee strain. Despite the prevalence of potential costs of workplace interruptions, our current understanding of them as they relate to individual perceptions of stress remains limited to methodologies like experimental laboratory studies or naturalistic observation designs. Field research would benefit from a more effective model, method, I mean Aberdeen, to study interruptions as well as obtaining information regarding interruptions from the employee's perspective. A self-report measure is important to understand how employees' reactions to workplace stressors are dependent on their subjective perceptions of the work environment. The primary purpose of this research, Aberdeen Stacy's research, was to develop a measure of workplace interruptions with a process that is guided by a theory in empirical research and stressor measurement. Here I present the first validated self-report measure quantifying the perceived frequency of interruptions in an employee's work week. Researchers have suggested that interruptions fall into clusters or families, which suggest the need for theoretically defined factors. I developed a Stacy I developed a multi-dimensional scale based on Jet and George's four-factor Conceptual typology of interruptions. Intrusions, check, I do that. Distractions, check, do that. Discrepancy detections, check, and breaks, check. Uh, Jet and George emphasize the idea that interruptions are not necessarily bad for overall employee well-being. And it follows that each type of interruption, uh, interruption should be differently, differentially related to various outcomes. For example, Aberdeen, a planned break may rejuvenate an employee. And I get to say, I said, well, joke crackers get breaks, but I'm not, I don't want to interrupt the flow here. That's just my thinking. I'd say that out loud to Aberdeen. Whereas an unexpected intrusion could lead to strain. Therefore, creating distinct subscales for each type of interruption should capture differential predictive validity. Val, validity on strain outcomes that are in line with interruptions theory. Further, I considered each type of interruption as a stressor on the jobs, demands, resources framework in order to establish predictions of strain outcomes. I looked at Aberdeen's eyes were I looked over Aberdeen's eyes were closed. He was breathing. But everyone saw his eyes would open, so I said, I'm still awake. And I said, interruptions as stressors. When using the JDR framework and occupational health research as a theoretical guide, the four types of interruptions may lead to different employee strain outcomes that are related to either demands or resources. Intrusions in employee strain and applying the jobs, demands, resources model to intrusions, several qualities of intrusions may point to an increase in demands. Role, conflict, and interpersonal demands, and a decrease in resources. Decrease control. In this way, intrusions presented a, represent a situation in which demands are high and resources are low. The following discussion of how to use these two tenets of the JDR model 
They implicate the presence and perception of intrusions as stressor. As a stressor, uh, role theory presents an additional potential reason intrusions may serve as demands. Role theory states that when employees are expected to engage in inconsistent behaviors, they will feel tension and experience dysfun- dysfunctional individual and organizational outcomes. The tension is described as role conflict. Role theory draws on the pr- principle of unity of command, which states that employees are best suited for environments in which their orders only come from one leader. The hierarchical emphasis allows employees to avoid situations in which they are given competing requests. In practice, employees in a variety of occupations likely have many sources of requests. For example, an employee interacting with customers or clients is likely to experience orders from many sources. Further, co-workers often request help from one another on tasks. In an environment that is high in intrusions, it is likely that the interrupted employee is given many tasks that conflict with one another. The conflict and the resulting tension would act as a demand on the interrupted employee. Given that intrusions are initiated by another person, they represent an increase in interpersonal demands for the employee. Employees struggle to maintain immersion in their work and feel a social obligation to address interpersonal interactions. When one employee interrupts another, the interrupted employee is expected to respond immediately. The interrupted employee must halt progress on the task and shift attentional focus onto the social interaction. Uh, moreover, social norms cause individuals to restrain themselves from directly. And I had to pause because I said, geez, am I an interrupter? I guess I am for sure, like a quadruple interrupter in Aberdeen's workplace. And if he, you know, he has to talk to me. So these social, but moreover, social norms cause individuals to restrain themselves directly requesting the amount of privacy they desire in the workplace. People prefer to indicate their desire for privacy. Oh boy, I miss this via subtle, indirect means rather than offering direct requests for the intruder to leave. Privacy mechanisms tend not to be used directly unless there is an outside situational context that supports their use, such as departmental policies or an unusually high workload. Intrusions, good news, Aberdeen, by definition, are out of the control of the employee. I wonder if he's an employer or if he's a contractor, if he's cursed, forced laborer, I guess, or cursed laborer. Control, otherwise known as autonomy, no, he doesn't have any autonomy, he's an essential job resource. So if he has no autonomy, I guess I can't interrupt him. Lack of control over one's environment is a critical concept when predicting whether employees will experience strain response according to the JDR model. Thus it follows that intrusions are likely to result in a strain response because they involve increased demands from role conflict, interpersonal demands, and reduced resources due to lack of control. Distractions and employees strain several qualities of distractions may also serve to make distractions into a job demand. The lack of control and competing attentional demands, which are associated with ignoring distractions, Likely service qualities of distractions that would imply that the distractions act as stressors. 
distractions create additional attentional demands on employees in the form of environmental stimulation. Top TOPF found a direct relationship between noise and burnout among nurses working in a critical care unit. It's quiet here in the Highlands, though. But interestingly, Aberdeen, individual differences in noise sensitivity did not affect this relationship. Studies investigating noise levels at work have been particularly focused on cardiovascular disorder outcomes. Research finds that living in noisy residential areas can lower self-rated general health and somatic symptoms. Noise interfering with reading or studying was particularly disruptive to individuals' well-being. Thus, there is reason to believe that distractions, which also often take the form of irrelevant background noise, will serve as stressors in the JDR model. Uh, distractions, like intrusions, are often out of the control of the individual employee because autonomy is an important job research. Distractions likely act as stressors. Distractions are often present in the background uninitiated by the employee. For example, overhearing a loud conversation in the outside hall is a distraction an employee has no control over. Presence of distractions, therefore, serves as an absence of the important job resource of autonomy or control over working conditions. On the other hand, some distractions are controllable. For example, an employee can turn off the radio in order to focus on the task at hand, thus the lack of autonomy associated with distractions may be be less severe compared to other controllable interruptions. Okay. Sorry, I I had to be quiet there for a minute because I thought, uh, I I was like, Aberdeen, but he was awake. I I said, geez, I wish I had a... uh, well, I wish someone would say, geez, questions to find out somebody's asleep without waking them back up or take it. So I tested some stuff out on Aberdeen. It didn't, but I think he's back resting. No, you're not supposed to give me a thumbs up. Okay, so discrepancy detection. Just, uh, okay, so discrepancy detections and strain. Uh, discrepancy de- detections have several features that would imply they are demands as applied to the JDR model. Discrepancy detections can arise from a variety of sources. Many discrepancies are detected by the worker. This can occur spontaneously as the employee is working on his or her current task. When he or she suddenly realizes they have been working in error. Self-threatening cognitions could implicate discrepancy detections as a job demands. Uh, threats to the social self could occur at work when an employee's work could be negatively judged by an others. The threat to the self that occurs when an individual realizes he or she has made a mistake in his or her work could result in negative emotions such as shame, nana, Due to the threatening uh, nature of discrepancy, not nana ginger, detections, they likely serve as stressors for employees. Uh, breaks in employees' strain breaks are unique in the typology of interruptions because they actually represent a temporary reduction in demands and may serve as opportunities for resource gain in the JDR framework. Rest breaks are effective in allowing employees to recover from effort and to 
and to resist the effects of fatigue. Breaks temporarily decrease the demands of work, which can reduce fatigue and burnout among employees. Uh, the ability to take flexible work breaks has been related to less physical strain outcomes such as musculoskeletal disorders. When breaks are under an employee's control and or are predictable, the association ato- associated autonomy may function as a resource, which is unique in this typology of interruptions, which generally poses interruptions as demands. As discussed previously, control is an important resource of the JDR model. A lack of control over work environment can lead to sh- lead to strain the employee. Conversely, increased control can act as a resource for employees. Employees are best. Employees that are able to set or anticipate their own breaks have a degree of control added to their workflow. This allows for a greater sense of autonomy and may contribute to the possibility of breaks serving as resources. Uh, Baker and Demarudi posit that the ability to anticipate demands and resources is in itself a resource. Given that employees usually know when their next break is coming or know they can elect to have one if they are fatigued, breaks likely act as resources. Breaks can also act as a resource because they allow the opportunity to enjoy pleasurable activities, which can maintain energy levels in a positive mood. Individuals often use breaks to eat, socialize, or take a break from socialization, or engage in leisure activities like reading. This detachment from job tasks and opportunity for rejuvenation sets breaks apart from other types of interruptions. A discussion study one demonstrated that the initial pool of WHIM items derived from subject matter, expert input, and frequency response Option pre-testing fit a four-factor solution that was consistent with the four types of interruptions described by Jet and George 2003. Items from the initial pool were also removed during in this study due to high-factor cross-loadings or low-loadings onto their own factors, resulting in a 12-item measure comprised of four distinct three-item subscales. Study 2 replicated the four-factor structure from Study 1 and provided preliminary support for the convergent and predictive validity of the resultant 12-item scale in relation to other workplace stressors and strain outcomes. As expected, higher-frequency reports of interruptions on all three of the demand subscales Intrusions, distractions, and discrepancy detections were often or were associated with increased workplace stressors, quantitative workload, organizational constraints, and role conflict. However, frequency of breaks was not negatively, as expected, related to these workplace stressors. Aberdeen sleeps so well. Breaks had no significant linear association with perceived heavy workload or organizational constraints. As a man who cracks jokes all day, raw jokes, and some, you know, a spiritual organization's got to be top heavy. Uh, but back to the back to the paper, back to the paper. In accordance with predictions, intrusions were po- intrusions were positively related to workplace interpersonal conflict. Although this relationship is not unique. 
i.e. this relationship was also observed for distractions and uh, discrepancy detections. As expected, the three burnout subscales were positively correlated with three intrusion subscales, with the exception of non-significant associations between the WHIM subscale of distractions and that of emotional burnout also work tension was significantly associated with all three demanding interruptions, intrusions, distractions, and discrepancy detections. The evidence for the prediction of the negative association of work engagement with interruptions was not supported. In fact, intrusions were positively predictive of workplace absorption. Interruptions were not found to provide incremental predictive validity for strain outcomes above and beyond other stressor measures. This means that the variance accounted for by other stressor measures was not significantly built upon by the addition of WHIM subscales except in the case of discrepancy detections predicting unique variance in physical and cognitive burnout. The addition of these incremental steps towards understanding workplace strain outcomes is an important addition to literature on workplace stressors as it provides opportunities for future research and potential interventions to reduce workplace strain on employees. Uh, My prediction that breaks would be negative related to workplace strain outcomes was not supported. Breaks were not negatively related to any of the proposed outcomes. In two cases, cognitive and emotional burnout breaks were significantly correlated with strain outcomes in the opposite of the predicted direction. Overall, I found support for my predictions for the associations between subscales of intrusions, distractions, and discrepancy detections and other stressors and strain outcome measures. However, I failed to support, find support for the prediction that higher scores for breaks would have the opposite effect the demand interruptions had and they would reduce strain. Frequent breaks do not appear to be associated with other stressors or with strain outcomes conclusions. Conclusions interruptions are becoming increasingly more commonplace in the modern work environment, particularly with the rise of the open plan offices and job tasks that are more collaborative. Interruptions were divided into four categories by Jet and George. Intrusions, distractions, discrepancy detections, and breaks. My measure provided evidence for the validity of these four types of workplace interruptions to workflow across a diverse sample of participants and occupations. Items for this measure. Items for this measure were designed to be generalizable to many work environments. The WHIM is a measure for the frequency of interruptions is an important step in identifying highly interrupted workplace, highly interrupted employees and occupations. Furthermore, I have conceptualized interruptions as stressors within workplace environments and found supportive evidence for their deleterious effect on employee well-being. Future research should utilize this measure to continue to establish interruptions 
among a network of other workplace stressor. Future experimental designs could also utilize a measure to determine whether an interruption reducing intervention is effective in both reducing the frequency of interruptions and reducing their associated strain outcomes. Given the proliferation of open office workspace environments in the modern workplace, the WHIM is a valuable tool for occupational health researchers and practitioners. And Aberdeen's fallen deep asleep now. Earlier I had taken a wheelbarrow, so I'm going to take Aberdeen down to go see his mother and his brothers. I'm going to drop him off at the front door. And, you know, knock on the door and run. I wish, you know, we could be there, but I don't think I can handle the, uh... And I'm pretty sure I'll wake up. What I'll do is I'll watch me. Well, no, I don't want to watch. I'll go peek in the window later or something. Something weird's been going on. But I hope as Aberdeen falls into a deep sleep, so if you... His breathing is so steady... And calm and snoreless, but you know he's got he's got that nose, his mouth's open, his head's cocked to the side, a little liquid pouring out. So just breathe like Aberdeen. You're on a break. No bedroom is a. Your bedroom is not a workplace, so no workplace stressors should be there. You deserve a break, just like Aberdeen finally has his. And, you know, hopefully that's a good thing. Uh, So good night to you, and good night to Aberdeen, and, and good night to all. To all of Scotland, good night.